Hi, my name is Mattia Murray, and welcome to The Longer Road. You are on The Longer Road if you have multiple intersectional identities that are often marginalized. You've had to work harder to get to the starting line, and you might feel behind. I'm here to provide hope, support, and practical tips, and to let you know that you're not alone. Hello, hello. Welcome. I hope you're already excited about the title, Screw Your Higher Self. I've been thinking about this a lot lately, and as usual, this is just me taking a snapshot of how I'm thinking right now, and obviously use whatever terms you want, think about this however you want. And in the past, I have had meditations where I had really lovely and profound connections to what I was conceiving of as the time as my higher self. But I also just have been getting a weird vibe from it lately when I hear other people talking about it, and I wanted to go into that. So first, before I start sharing my opinions, I would love for you to just think for a moment, what is your conception of your higher self? Or if you have another similar term or idea that you like, how do you prefer to think of it? What does it mean to you, if anything? What kinds of experiences have you had if you, like me, have done these meditations where you're connecting to your higher self? And then cueing into your body right now from just hearing me ask those questions, are you having any kind of reaction right now in your body to the idea of your higher self? Is anything coming up in the body? Because that's where this topic came from for me. I started noticing that when I was hearing other people talk about higher self, I was rolling my eyes, which is, you know, pretty obvious sign. That's not subtle. I was feeling annoyed and I was feeling this kind of resistant, annoyed feeling specifically in my core. So in my, I don't know, belly and chest. And when I was thinking about it and jotting down some notes, there were three themes that came up for me where I kind of take an issue with this idea of the higher self and where I personally am just not using this idea right now and just kind of saying, screw it, I'm not working with that. Which again, doesn't mean anything for you, do whatever you want. But here's where I'm at with it. One, my first big point, I think a lot of people talk about their higher self as their future self, or they sort of use those interchangeably. And that doesn't really land well for me personally. Now, there can be a benefit for thinking about and doing things for your future self. For example, on the very small scale, making moves to get restful sleep or drinking water to make the very soon future version of you, the version of you in, you know, 24 or 48 hours, feel better. That's one way of thinking about that. And then investing in your dreams in some way or doing what makes you happy or will help make you happy in the future that's another way people think of that, even if it's just a little bit over time that builds up. So that's a lovely thing. And I have also heard it said, I'm not remembering the exact study format, but I do remember hearing some language around uh, some types of brains have trouble connecting to their future self, and that can make it harder to make certain types of decisions now. So that's just an interesting thing. But the reason that I don't like this idea of always looking forward to the future self as this sort of like higher, better version of us is because in this context I'm in of late stage capitalist white American culture is if we're always looking ahead to what we can become, there's a tendency for that to take up all of our vision and just be 
huge in our experience, just looking ahead. What could I be doing better? How could I be better? You know, this idea of always working on yourself as opposed to being grateful for how far you've come or just enjoying the present, right? Neither of those things do much for capitalist society. Being happy in the present does not make us buy products and being grateful for how far we've come. Again, that just like, it doesn't produce anything for the capitalist structure in the way that it's looking for us to produce as much as we can, as fast as we can. And again, that's not the only frame on that. Like, I don't think that the that it's bad to think about your future self or your higher self. I just don't like it when I hear those talked about as the same thing. My second big point is this sort of perfectionist vibe inherent in it. And that was starting to come in a little bit in that first point. This idea that we always have to be not just becoming who we are naturally or evolving is maybe a nicer way of talking about growth and change. This idea that there's some perfect version of us and that we have to work, 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 work and buy products and again, do things, this very like active frame to become that perfect version. I don't think the higher self has to be perfect. I don't think our future self will ever be perfect. And I also think it's okay to not work on yourself all the time and just enjoy your fucking life. I talk about this all the time, that perfectionism is directly related to and comes from white supremacy culture. And I've also been thinking on another kind of angle of that or facet of that lately, how a lot of our cultural norms of purity come from colonialist Christian culture. Not that purity doesn't exist in other cultures, but again, in the context I'm in, in America, and the way that I grew up, this perfectionism and this like Christian purity culture are very closely intertwined. And I wanted to use a personal example of something that came up multiple times in my life, which was feeling unsafe in a living environment. So there were a number of ways this played out. And there were a couple situations that I look back at now, and I I know they were actually unsafe in certain ways. But there were other ones where, again, looking back from my perspective now, I can see that there actually was no, quote, real danger, but because my trauma was being triggered and my body was giving me these cues of unsafety, I think it would have been very easy for me to look ahead to this future or, quote, higher self version of me who had great emotional regulation and didn't react in this way. Because sometimes I knew that my reactions were unreasonable even at the time. And again, by unreasonable, I don't mean bad or wrong, just I could tell that I was having a reaction based partly in trauma from my past and not because of what exactly this person was doing or saying or the, you know, noise or other sort of sensory issues in the environment. And it would have been really easy for me to do this kind of spiritual bypassing thing where my higher self is giving me advice or something. Like I I did a couple of meditations along those lines that didn't feel good because the reality of the situation at that time was that my body felt unsafe. And what I needed was not just to pop into this future new or higher version of myself, because that's not how the body grows. The body grows through practice and through stretching. And if you try to move too far, too fast in certain ways, it can feel very unsafe. And again, in some times or or situations, there are ways that really, really quick, big change 
can feel good, but obviously when I'm talking about a situation of deep traumatic body unsafety, what I really needed was extended periods of feeling safe at home. I needed a living environment that felt safe to me. And it didn't really matter whether it was objectively safe or not. It needed to feel safe to me so that I had this longer period of safety so I could build the emotional regulation skills to be able to handle strife and stress at home when it does come up on occasion. So while I think it can be lovely to work from this higher perspective, take the big picture type view, I also don't want it to get in the way of letting emotions and needs process through the body. Again, especially around trauma healing. And the third reason that the higher self is just not resonating with me right now is this idea that the higher self is separate or different from what we are now. And again, not everybody's saying this. Some people are talking about this as just who you are. That's cool. But when I hear it as this sort of separate, you know, oh, it's, it's this thing over there and this is me in the body. This is really the key point that I think has been annoying me lately physically. So to take a step back, who or what am I really? I don't have a great answer for that, but one word that resonates with me is awareness. I am that which is observing the thoughts and experiences. I've always resonated with that idea of the watcher who is aware. And from my current thinking about it, that isn't some exalted or higher or fancier version of who I am now. It's kind of a separate thing, or maybe that is oneness. And I'm also having the experience as the one doing the thinking and doing. And those are not in opposition for me. And I also just wanted to add that from another perspective, this current version of that thinking and doing me was absolutely what me 15 years ago would have envisioned as my higher self. Because that version of me couldn't leave the house because I was having so many panic attacks and was just miserable and just in a terrible state. So if I had imagined my higher self at that time, honestly, it's basically who I am now. So in some way, all growth makes me the higher self that a previous version of me would have imagined. And I know this is all getting a bit abstract, but to stick with this third point of this idea that the higher self is somehow separate, and I don't think it is, I have a few questions for you to consider if you'd like. Who are you now? And how is that deeply beautifully enough? What if your higher self is already fully embodied here? If the term higher self doesn't resonate with your body right now, what feels better instead? And I would just leave these as open-ended questions for your brain if you don't get an answer right away. Just let your brain chew away on them. And I'll pop them in the show notes as well in case you want to grab them to journal or something. Oh, I also jotted down the note. I was laughing that Carlos de la Playa, who was on episode 47 in November, would totally take this title and make a podcast about literally imagining having sex with your higher self. And I also think that's a hilarious vein to go in. That's not as much (laughs) what I was thinking about, but I did think of that and I thought that was funny. As always, I love hearing from you. If this sparked anything interesting in your brain, maybe not on that very last point, well, or yes, on that very last point. Have a lovely day being fully enough, just as you are right now. And I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. 
If you know someone who would be helped by this podcast, please share it with them. And I'd love to hear your thoughts and suggestions at Mattia at MattiaMarie.com. That's M-A-T-T-I-A at M-A-T-T-I-A-M-A-U-R-E-E dot com. Thank you.